You got me. There you go. Amen. Larry Johnson said, coming out from Elkhorn Friday night, he said, I'd like for you to open up. And he kind of said, I feel kind of feel led for you to open up. He said, but I'll get somebody else if you don't want to do it. But you being pastor, I'd like for you to go ahead and do it. Amen. So, Forty-eight years ago, that was, I think I come here in 73, I may be off a little. I think I joined in 74, and I'm telling you the truth. I was in a home prayer meeting up in the edge of Virginia, and God showed me there was a, there was a little plaque that Bob Adams had bought back from Israel, about the size of that, that it had all the things that slice up are different things all the way around. It's probably somewhere back there in the back now. And God showed me that to come to Mount Vernon. I'd left the church in, up in Virginia, Fairview, my first home church. And God showed me to come here. And he showed me what my job would be. He said, I was already a deacon. He said, you'll be Sunday school superintendent. Immediately. They put me in his Sunday school superintendent. Amen. God knows exactly what he's done. And I thought, with spinal meningitis, 18 days and nights, headache, immediately God showed me, you going to pastor this church or die one? I was dying spiritually every day. Saved by the grace of God. Dying spiritually every day because I wasn't doing what God said. You don't play around with God. Amen. So about 48 years later, I've started over Sunday school superintendent. Amen. Amen. Uh, Bill Hawkins is in Radford Hospital with congested heart failure and pneumonia and they said the after effects of corona you know he'd had corona a couple of weeks ago wasn't doing any good so they asked Ann to not not come back into the room with him and so she, she's supposed to come on this morning uh, had a rough night but she has home tested and her corona's gone Hey, my corona's gone, about half my throat too, but glory to God. Uh, so let's pray. There's a whole lot to pray about. A whole lot to pray about. Thank God, Henry and Murray, what'd you have, seven chemo and two or three radiation? I got that backwards, didn't I? Two chemos, seven radiations, amen, I got it. Yeah, I, I realized I got that backwards. Turn over to Exodus. 
I'll be honest with you, I may have to quit. If I do, I just quit. Uh, I've got some I've got some problems. Amen. The last chapter of Exodus, and then I'm gonna go back to the twenty-fifth chapter of Exodus. Pray, pray, pray for Will and uh, pray for Butch this morning. He's uh youth meeting somewhere. Where is it? Okay, Freedom Gospel down right, uh, Yeah, pray for him. God knows. Anybody standing this morning, one day you'll think you got the bull by the tail. And, amen, you're just preaching up a storm. The next day, you're crawling under the table looking out from on the benches. <laughs> amen, I praise God for it. A true man of God will never get exalted. If he'll listen to God, God will show him who he is. Amen. The last chapter, that's about the 40th chapter. Gary, if I can get in about 25 minutes of this, amen, send it to the radio. Stir some hearts, amen. If I can't, we'll just quit. That's all I can do. But I'm going to give it all I got. About the, the last chapter, the 40th chapter of Exodus, and the 34th, 34th verse. <clears throat> Y'all have heard a lot out of Exodus lately. I understand. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation. And the glory of the Lord fill the tabernacle. When the cloud is there, which is the Holy Spirit of God, the glory of God will fill the tabernacle. A neighbor, I'm telling you, I'm going to be honest. Not lately have I felt the hovering Holy Spirit of God, like I have at times in the past. I've been knocked plumb off of my feet with the Holy Ghost power of God. I'll tell you something about the cloud. You read it back through Exodus. And, and, and I want to preach another message on the cloud. But the cloud, as long as the cloud was there, the people stayed. It might be three days, four days, whatever. But when the cloud, the Holy Spirit lifted, they had to move on. They went on. Sometimes they would be there three, four, five, six days. There's no wonder it took them 40 years. Amen. The cloud kept them in place. And then when God wanted them to move at night, just think about it. A cloud, a pillar of fire raised up and led them. So where we're going with this is, is not that we're tied down and we're bound down. All we've got to do is follow the Holy Spirit of God. If we have to go by night, we can still see. It'll be the fire of God, the pillar of the fire of God. And he said in the 35th, and Moses was not able to enter into the tent 
of the congregation, both because the cloud abode thereof and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. What he's saying there, he didn't have to do no preaching when the glory of God filled the tabernacle. And some of you flew, but a cloud has got substance. A cloud, when an airplane goes through a cloud, it quivers and it shakes the wind, especially if it's a damp, wet cloud, a cloud full of the Spirit of God. It moves it more heavily. And, and I've been up there in a storm coming back from, from Cuba there one time in a terrible storm and, and how the clouds would move that old airplane. I'm going to tell you, Moses had to stand outside. That was a time that Moses didn't need to preach because the glory of God was there. Can I tell you, we could have some less preaching if we'd invite the glory of God into the house of God, into our hearts. And he said in the 36th verse, by the way, I'm trying to teach on the sanctuary. I ain't preaching this morning. I'm just a Sunday school superintendent. Amen. And he said, and when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went forward on their journey. Talk to somebody. No. The, the, the cloud, when the cloud was taken away, the covering, the Spirit of God. You need to come on time, son. Amen. And, and they, they went forward. Can I tell you what's happened? Bless God, the Baptists have went backwards. Amen. We've invited gays in to teach Sunday school. We've said abortions is all right. We've said the sins that God knocked down Sodom and Gomorrah and burn up the city of Sodom and Gomorrah and all the cities around them because they wouldn't obey God. And we think we're supposed to come in to the house of God and the glory of God be all over the place. Can I tell you something today? When there's sin in the tabernacle, God don't dwell in an unclean place. Can I tell you something? Oh, glory to God. I wish I could turn loose with what I feel today. Honey, can I tell you something? When the glory of God is there, you don't need no preaching. You don't have to have no preaching. You've got the cloud and the covering of the Holy Ghost power of God. And it's correcting us. It's feeding us. It's taking care of us. If we'll only listen to what the Holy Ghost power of God said. I'm glad for the example of the cloud. Amen. As they came through the wilderness and how it took care in this last verse. I'll read it. How he took care of every one of them. But honey, when they rebelled against the cloud, when they rebelled against the leaders, when they talked about Moses and the vision come in their tabernacle, the Spirit of God went off of them and they centered another round. 
and another five years and another ten years. Can I tell you something today? American churches are sinner. We're not rooted. We're not grounded. We're not settled. I'm going to tell you something. God called me in his image to be a faithful servant, to glorify God. If I'm sick, I for the glory of God. If I'm well, it's for the glory of God. My friend today, I'm not my own. I'm bought with a price. The precious, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I'd like to grumble today. I wish I could talk out loud, but I'm going to praise God. I can talk. I'm going to praise Him that we could come to church. I'm glad that I can look you in the face that have lifted me up, that held my arms up, that have carried me when I couldn't go myself. And God heard your prayers, amen, and sent them to me, sent them to me and to the doctor. And here we are. Or today, glory, glory be unto God. Hallelujah. And he said, But the cloud were not taken up. Then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. I believe today we've went where the cloud told us to or not. Whether God told us to or not, we stepped out on our own and we're wondering why trouble happened. One told me this week that we were just trying to help. Just trying to help. And the lady's got her leg off and the husband in the hospital. We went and picked up 25 bags of trash and hauled off for them this week. And the fellow said, well, this is my church. That ain't your church, neighbor. Glory to God, that's just a little work, a little side thing that you can do. It's our duty to be in the house of God, to keep the doors open. If everybody that told me they love God was here today, they'd be standing looking in the windows. Us Baptists have become liars, and liars can't enter in. I done read it in the book. Done read it in the book. Glory to God. And he said in the 38th verse, For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle, by day, and fire was on it by night. Look at this, church. God didn't leave them people. Hey, they didn't have to 600,000 die in the wilderness. Besides women and children, I'd like for you to look back through the old Bible. When they were numbering people, they didn't number women. Hello? It was how many men was there. Men used to be the head of the house. Now they'd have to come number the women. And the man would say, Mama, can I tell them? There's four of us. Uh, amen. Ain't that where we're at? We ain't henpecked, though. We just got chicken ways. <laughs> no, we ain't henpecked. For the Lord, the cloud of the Lord was up on the tabernacle by day. And the fire was on it by night. Honey, God promised the Spirit of God. He said, I'll never leave you. And I'll never forsake you. 
Neighbor, can I tell you something? He's kept that promise. And all of these that's out under pouting, all of these that went in their own way, all of these doing their own things, and all of these that are crying, poor little me, how I've come out here in a desert place, in a wilderness, and I ain't got no water, I ain't got nothing to eat, and God rained down manna, took care of them, sustained them. He sustained them. And he said, don't pick up no more than you need to eat that day. Amen. Because it'll rot away. It'll rot away. Can I tell you, we're, we have walked out from under the cloud, picking up more than God allotted us. Amen. God had it. Didn't have his hand. And we've got it, and it's caused us trouble. And now we're filing bankruptcy. Hello. I'm telling us the truth, church. I've went out and bought things God didn't say. I've, I've, fixed, uh, I've fixed little things when I, when I put out a fleece, and I've patched little places that didn't quite suit me. You know who got in trouble? Not God. Bill got in trouble. We've all done it. We've all. There's people laying on the couch this morning in the bed that ought to be in the house of God. Amen. They can do everything else. They can go where they want to. I thought, how many is riding wheelchairs at wheelchairs because they're electric at Walmarts? That's necessity food, I know. But we got a handicap ramp, a wheelchair back there. We'll row you to your place. Oh, I'm just not able to go sit amongst those kind of people. You know why? Because our heart ain't right with God. A heart ain't right with God. For the Lord, the cloud of the Lord is upon the tabernacle by day. And fire was on, the, on it by night. And the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. He said on all the house of Israel. There were none of them predestined to go to hell. Neighbor, glory to God. He said he was on all of them. Every one of them, there wasn't no more manna for one than there was. There wasn't no more manna for, for Lamont than there was Jamie. There wasn't no more manna for the young man than there was the old man. He, he said he was, the cloud was on the house of all. Can I tell you something today? Why we ain't shouting, we ain't under the cloud. Amen. Can I tell you why we ain't praising God? We ain't under the cloud. Amen. I believe God's going to let me finish this message. Go ahead and record it, brother. Amen. Because we ain't under the cloud. I got something to brag about today. Woo-wee. I can't holler what that did. <laughs> Amen. We're going to walk under the cloud for the glory of God. Amen. The Bible said the rocks will cry out if we quit praising him. My mic cried out because I quit praising. <laughs> well, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. Praise God. Praise God. I figured out this morning, I told Janet, turn over at Exodus 25. I told Janet, I said, I understand now we'd go in for our old age checkup, and they say, have you failed? Have you failed? The last three or four weeks, I've staggered over four acres. Amen. Sometimes I'm going that way about stagger backwards, but I ain't failed yet. 
The next one asked me, I'm going to tell them, I passed the first grade. And ever since then, I've been failing. <laughs> Amen. I passed the first grade. I've been staggering and failing and falling ever since then. Because I become, I begin to realize somewhere about the five or six years old that I was a sinner. You know why? Because an old Sunday school teacher, because an old man named Ivan Payne stood up there and told me hell is real. Told me, he said, I don't need to see Israel. I'm going to get to see it one day. I'm going to see Jerusalem. And his whole countenance would change. And his eyes would blur. And the power of God, I'm going to tell you, there's a cloud upon him of the Holy Ghost power of God. Neighbor, so ever since I was about two, I started failing. Because somewhere five or six years old in a home prayer meeting, God said I could get saved. And I didn't do it. I run for 20 more years, 20 more years out in sin. I want us to get this if we don't get nothing else today, the 25th chapter of Exodus. I'd give anything if I could give this my whole, but I'm giving it all I got. I cannot do no better. And the eighth verse, man, this has stirred my heart. And he said, let them make me, this is God, God spoke to Moses and he told them several things to fix there, and I'm not going to read that. But he said, and let them, the people of God, the people of God, he said, and let them make me a sanctuary. And sanctuary is what I'm preaching on. A sanctuary is a holy place, a church holy place. And actually, the sanctuary, God said, I want a sanctuary. I want a special place in the church. Ooh, church. I'm going to tell you something, church. There's a special little spot. It probably ain't that big. I don't know. Our heart ain't about that big. So it's a special little place for the sanctuary of God. And God said, tell them to make that for me. And that's what God is telling us in Exodus today, for us to make that little sanctuary, that place, cleaned up place. God cleaned us up in 1968. God gave me knowledge of the scripture to know daylight from dark, from right from wrong. What the word of God said, day by day, God showed me. So he said, Bill, make a clean place. Make a clean place in there. Ooh, thought I'd like to run out the back door. God gave me a choice to make a clean place. He cleaned it up. He gave me a choice to keep it clean. He gave me the word. He, he sent the Holy Ghost where it was a cloud over the children of Israel. The Holy Ghost is in there. And it says go forward. And then it says stop. Take a break. And the Holy Ghost, he said he'd baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. And the fire, if it's a dark spell, he'll lead us in the dark spell by the fire, the Holy Ghost, power of God. This is our sanctuary that God, that God has made for us. The sanctuary. Can you see why they throwed me out of Sunday school? Amen. 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 They couldn't have nothing but me preaching. But we need the sanctuary of God. 
and it's up to you to clean it up. There's no excuse for your bad thoughts. There's no excuse for me to cuss. There ain't no excuse for me to take a pencil and defraud my brother. There ain't no no excuse for me to get up on my tiptoes because I got a new suit. Amen. And that man's got to be of overalls. Can I tell you something? We need to come back to level ground. And we're all sinners. We've all been sinners. And today, God give us a choice because he took that sin away. And he said, don't build back on that sin. The sanctuary of God. He said plainly, I don't dwell in an unclean temple. The sanctuary is a holy place, a place that's set aside. The priest couldn't even go in to the sanctuary. They couldn't get in to the holy of holies. They tied bells on their feet and ropes in case something happened, in case God killed them in there that they could drag them back out. Man was afraid to go there. But today we're not afraid to come into church with sin over our head. We're not, we're not afraid to have open sex with somebody we don't even know. We're not afraid to step out and do a little bit of drugs, drink a little bit of alcohol, or cheat our, our, our company, our boss man, cheat, cheat on our wife. We're not ashamed of it no more. We go back and sit down in church as deacons. I remember one of the sorest deacons I ever met. And the Bible, lo and behold, he went to the grave and we wasn't friends. And I'm going to tell you why, because I told him. I told him. I remember he wanted to help in a baptizing of ours. The boy wanted him to, and that's fine. I knew some things he didn't know. But when we done CPR class, and he took the sheet and laid down and started fixing his paper so he could pass, I went over and I told him. I said, if I ever pass out, don't you come to do CPR on me. If you ain't got your cover sheet, you like blowing my ear. Amen. Amen. That's where America's at today. That's where the church is at today. We take our cover sheet and cover one page that fixes us. Amen. And we got all them others wrong. Neighbor, this thing's serious. This thing. Call sin, sin. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Sin, sin. And he said, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. God's heart desire is that he dwell among us. Can I tell you something? He can't dwell in a church. Listen to me. He can't dwell in a church. That allows abortion. I watched just a little bit, and 50 years ago, Miss Rowe got it started about abortions. And I look as a few of God's people try to get it turned over. Mr. Wade tried, 
and I looked at thousands of women trying to get it legalized. I can preach you a message, and, and that, ladies, you won't like it. But he said there'll be like seven women to one man. And he said, if you'll just let us take your name. Brad, if we live much longer, there'll be women just running to take your name. He said, we'll buy our own bread. We'll take care of our own clothes. Some of you's question, what Bible did he get this out of? Me, Matt's church, and I'll try to find it. It's in there. It's in there. It's the Word of God. So what am I saying? Men, we backed up. I'm going to read to you out of Ephesians 2. Y'all probably heard this before, too. I'm preaching on we are the sanctuary of God. We are the, the Howard building that God sets up inside of. God, God ain't no good out there in the trees and, and in the woods and all of this. Where God speaks is through us. God speaks through us. Second chapter, and let's go to 19. Ephesians 2 and 19. I'm about done. I, I know I will you teacher's death. I was going to be done in 30 minutes, but I like a little. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners. So we're not outcasts. We're not strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints. We are fellow citizens. The only thing that's, that we can lose our fellowship and, 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 and citizenship is sin. It's sin that God desires to set up in our sanctuary that he can abide among us. He wants to be with us. But fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. <coughs> And are built upon the foundation of the apostles. Jesus was a chief cornerstone, but the, the apostles laid a foundation. And the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building. Listen to me, church. I've been a church builder for 54 years and I ain't going to quit. We are the problem in America. You and I, because we backed up. We didn't tell them sin was sin. We was afraid we'd lose a member. We say, oh, just let them come on. They're coming. I've had a lady, and she's checked on me about five times. I did her son's funeral. And I went to their house, sat down, and I said, I love y'all to death. Keep coming to church. But you can't live together and go to heaven. Made them mad for a long time. But she called me. She called about five times. Check on me. See how I am. I'm going to tell you, you can't do nothing to the truth. You can pout and frown. And do whatever you want to. But the truth will set you free. Glory be unto God. And he said, frame together, growing unto an holy temple in the Lord. And, I, and I'm running out of time. But if one, two before was eight foot and another was nine foot, and we built this, and there'd be the roof. 
You know, the church ain't fiddly joined together. Some of you ain't even listening to me. You ain't even listening to me. It's falling on deaf ears and a dumb heart. Hello? I know my voice ain't much. I know that. But if you don't open this sanctuary for God, for the Holy Ghost of God, you'll never have no leadership. You'll be caught out there in the night, and there won't be no Holy Ghost to lead you. And you'll wonder why, why after this long. I know a lady now wonders why after 17 years did I go back to myth. Why did I step back into that that God delivered me out of? How many thousands is wondering why they stepped out into darkness without the leadership of the Holy Ghost, power of God? Amen. We get saved and we think we got the bull with the horn. And he said in 22, In whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. What is a habitation of God? Neighbor, it ain't the building. This is pretty. Thank God for it. But the habitation of God is in right in there, wherever that heart is and that little place that only God can come into. And that is the church. And that is the church. He might even be your preacher one of these days. Amen. It might be Tristan or Jackson one of these days, deacons. Amen. And they say, man, I've had all I can handle. But I remember helping hold up the arms of one at church. Would y'all come help hold my arms up? <laughs> if time stands, amen, they might be. So the habitation of God. And, and the habitation of God is us. If he takes his little Holy Spirit and her little Holy Spirit, see, we ain't got it all, but we got our little portion. We need to let it grow. But you take the Holy Ghost Spirit of God of every one of us, and when you're down and old Johnson grabs you around the neck and said, I love you, amen, that makes my, that makes my little Holy Ghost power of God in my tabernacle, in my sanctuary, begin to bubble over. And the next thing I know, I lost my smile and I lost my joy. But the next thing I know, because I come to church, the sanctuary of God, and everybody had their little part of the Holy Ghost. And he said, I'm going to put mine in, and I'm going to put mine in, and I'm going to pray for Bill Hawkins today. I'm going to pray for Henry and Murray. I'm going to pray for Roger and Veer that's probably on their way to church. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to throw my little part in. I don't feel like it. Every time I bow down to pray, I don't. it's nasty. But I don't know what it is. Reflux, it, it comes up. It's awful. I choke to death. And that's why I'm so hoarse this morning. But glory to God, can I tell you something? God kept it away from the little sanctuary. Amen. I felt the power of God. I'm going to read one more place, and I'll quit. I promise you. I promise you. Five, Ephesians 5. And Ephesians 5, 27. I'll just read one verse for sake of time. 
that he might present him to himself. We're talking about the church. That he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle. How, how small of a spot does it take to mess up the Holy Ghost in your sanctuary? Maybe one joint of marijuana that's fixing to be legalized. One little lie. <clears throat> and having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Church, I've preached the word of God. I've preached the sanctuary of God. I've preached how the Lord God desired and he told him, said, build me a little sanctuary. So he sent Jesus, and Jesus fixed a little sanctuary inside of our heart. Jesus is big, but he can live in there. And he sent the Holy Ghost. He didn't leave us comfortless. And it speaks to you and I when we're right, and it speaks to us when we're wrong. I praise him that he had a desire, almighty God, that created heaven and earth. To have a desire to dwell inside of me. A nobody. I need to praise him out the roof.